0: Log Talk Radio. Hopefully y'all can hear me. My, let me see what's going on on my webcam. I'm sorry. There you go. There we go. I accidentally cut it off. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. The show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect Our Heart, me, on Reconnect My Heart. We discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash heart. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to ReconnectMyHeartPodcast.com. That's ReconnectMyHeartPodcast.com, as well as those who may be on Facebook, you can go to my Facebook page, Brother Prater. So also, for those who may be on the chat room, you're welcome to get on with this on the website at BlogTalkRadio.com. Excuse me. I hope and pray that y'all had a great day. And I want to say happy belated Thanksgiving for everyone. I hope y'all had a great time. And look forward to going back to work tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, all I can say is, you know, work never stops. <laughs> so with that, I'm glad that you all able to uh, come in and chime in uh, with me on this beautiful. Sunday, the last Sunday in November. Um, this really this really uh hit my heart uh, earlier. I was kinda of thinking and uh it's so many people that are dealing with so many different challenges and I found out sometimes with these challenges that we deal with sometimes if you look at it, some of the things that we may deal with it may be a big mountain that irritate us, frustrate us, but then those same mountains that we deal with that may frustrate us, if someone else try to handle it, it may take them out, but I found out that there are certain things that we face in life before we go to the next, not just level, but the next realm in life, sometimes situations occur that we have to overcome, cast out, or even just deal with in order for us to graduate to go to the next stage. And so what we want to do today, we want to really just chime in and just talk about these challenges, obstacles that we may be dealing with. These obstacles or challenges are huge giants in some people's lives. And so on today's show, we want to talk about facing your giants. Facing your giants, meaning overcoming anything that could hinder you from the purpose and plan God has for you. So that's something that we want to be able to just conversate with. There's a couple of things that God really shared with me. Now, the first thing, and I don't want to say it in any order, but I'm just going to, for the sake of kind of differentiating between the different things, I'm just going to kind of number them. But the first thing, the thing that that would help us, number one, to be able to uh, overcome these giants, face our giants, the first thing is, just like I said, face them. We have to face it. And so that's why it's important for us to understand the thing first is fear. Fear. Sometimes fear can prevent us from facing our giants. Sometimes the fear, because what happens when we see those things, oftentimes Giants are bigger than us. Sometimes those giants, and it may not be a physical big, but it can be an emotional big or impact. And so what we have to do is understand that fear, that fear factor. But I found out in order for us to be able to overcome fear, we have to face it head on. You know, I found out... <coughs> Excuse me. I found out that the thing that you're scared of is oftentimes the thing that the devil try to put forth right in front of you to prevent you from making it to the purpose playing plan God has for you. And so, what we have to do, we first in that fear in the thing that we fear, we have to ask ourselves, why are we fearing it? Sometimes. <coughs> <excuse me. clears throat> Sometimes the thing that we fear is oftentimes the thing that we fear out of ignorance. Now, sometimes we hear the word ignorant. Sometimes we just think that's a huge, oh, no, you call me ignorant. Ignorant meaning not knowing. Something that you may be lacking information of. So the thing that you may be fearing, maybe you fear that particular thing, or even person because you don't know that person. Maybe you've had a bad experience with that situation, which we'll talk about later. But let's look at what you may fear may be something that you really have a bad understanding of. You may have been misinformed about that particular ordeal. So we have to look at asking ourselves, why are we fearing that particular thing. Why? One of the things I found out, I found out that God did not give us the spirit of fear nor timidness. There is nothing that we should fear. There's nothing that we should be afraid of. There's nothing that we should be afraid of because, hey, why fear it? Why are we fearing something that God has already told us to conquer. Matter of fact, I'm going to go over here again. Matter of fact, what I think about, when I think about fearing different things, I often think about the uh, Israelites. The Israelites, when they were get ready to go over to the promised land, there were 12 spies to went out to check to see how did it look over there in the promised land. And so out of that 12, 10 of them said, man, they are huge. They will kill us. They will take us out. But then there was two of them. Man, we got this. Man, they bumped them. They're like grasshoppers, and we'll stomp on them. I'm just... Put it in my own verbiage. And what happened? The majority was fearful, but the two were fearless. Two there was fearful. Excuse me. Ten there was fearful. Two there was fearless. Now them ten that was fearful, they didn't make it to the promised land. But those other two, those other two, they made it. Actually, one of them ended up becoming the leader to help them get over there. And so sometimes we have to examine why in the world are we in fear or scared of whatever that may be in front of us. We shouldn't have to fear it. No need to. Why? Because God already gave us the victory for it. Often, like I say, oftentimes what we do, sometimes we think about our own ability or our own resource in facing that thing. And oftentimes, <clears throat> that's what the devil try to do to try to make us look at, hey, you're going to deal with this by yourself. You have no resources. Look here, nobody going to come to your rescue. Nobody gonna help you out. That's what the devil always try to bring upon us. He always wanna make us feel that we're isolated. Especially when we're facing a purpose or an assignment that God has given us. So we have to look beyond that mess. We have to we have to go forward. We gotta go forward and keep going forward. So facing the fear we have to understand like I said, God did not give us the spirit of fear or timidness. God does not want us to rely upon our own ability alone. God needs our cooperation. In other words, God wants us to willfully accept the purpose and the assignment that He has for us. So like I said, the first thing is fear. Now, along with their fear, sometimes we think about how that person oh excuse me, let's just think let's just think about the obstacle or the challenge that may be in front of us. Sometimes we think because other people have failed that we're gonna fail. Sometimes we look at how it had intimidated other people. But like we mentioned about the story of David and Goliath. David and Goliath. That's a very popular, look, the story is so popular that they actually made a cartoon out of it, David and Goliath. Matter of fact, we often hear that as a parable to many stories, even many wrestling matches, many fights, David and Goliath. Even though, look, Goliath was expected to win, But David was the one that was the underdog that actually got the victory. And not only got the victory, but killed the giant. And that's what we need to do. We need to kill our giants. We need to take the approach that David did and let's face that giant head on. But also understand, look at what David used to kill Goliath. Not only did David use what he was knowledgeable of, his stone but also he used look he used Goliath's weapon to cut his to cut his head off so he used David used his stones to knock out the giant but David used the giant's knife or sword to eliminate him so what we have to do, we have to understand what we're working with. We have to understand our assignment. We have to understand our tools, our ability with the strength of God. And like I said, God wants our cooperation. And so leaving first one, which is fear, the second thing we need to do that will help us overcome our fears or overcome our Giants is overcoming insecurities. Overcoming those insecurities could be a physical, mental, but also a spiritual insecurity that we have. We have to understand who we are, but most importantly, who we are in God. Now, if God has given us an assignment, we have to understand that we are His children. We have to understand how important we are. Not just the assignment, but like I said, how important we are, but also how important we are to God. We have to understand how important we are and also who we represent. We have to recognize that we are more powerful. We are more powerful than we realize. We have to recognize the importance of why wow, you? You. You have to recognize that you are valuable. You have to understand that if the devil can rob us of our identity, we are already in defeated mode. So for us to recognize who we are and whose we are, we have to know that we are God's children And also understanding that we are a little lower than the angels. We have to understand that we are God's prized possession. We are so loved by God. And also God has given us the power and the authority. God has made us with stock. God has investments into us. But we have to recognize it. We have to recognize that this is definitely something that God has equipped us for, but you have to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, but but most importantly, if you don't know who you are in God, that's the key thing. Because, you know, I can be very important to somebody that want to use me, but what happens when all my possessions are gone, I'm useless to them. But if I understand who I am in God, then no matter what may come my way, my my security, my identity is safe and secured. Because me knowing who I am, I first have to understand who He is. In order for me to understand who I am in Him, I have to understand who I excuse me, who He is. In order for me to understand who I am in God, I have to first understand who God is. And once I understand who God is, then he will reveal my identity. And once he reveals my identity, then he'll reveal who I am within his identity. So it's so important for us to look at whatever insecurities that we may have. And I'm a firm believer. Look, writing things down, write down why are you insecure? okay. Do you feel that there's some type of competition or some type of competitiveness within your family, within your circle of friends, your job? Take personal inventory of everything about why you. Ask yourself why you don't love yourself the way God loves you. Why you don't see why don't you see yourself in the same image or light that God sees you? Why is that? Okay. Now, with those insecurities, you have to make sure that you are willing to do whatever it takes to overcome those insecurities. I found out, and this is something that may need to be addressed very heavily. But I found out disobedience fuels insecurities. Hmm. Disobedience to God fuels insecurities. What do I mean? If your identity comes from God and there is disobedience regardless if it's something that the devil sent, because the devil can always send an opportunity or send suggestions. But it's our responsibility to reject it. But what happens when we are disobedient, it pulls us away from God. And so what happens anytime that we're away from God, because sin separates us from God, anytime there is disobedience, then what happens, it removes you from the roots It removes you from your roots. It removes you from your heritage. It removes you from your safe haven, from your security. You get that? Disobedience removes you from your security, which causes you to become insecure. Listen, a a figure, excuse me, I'm jacking up the word. I'm going to say it like this. A moment of disobedience. Matter of fact, I'll say it like this. A physical, a physical, a physical, excuse me, a physical security breach causes an emotional, mental, and spiritual insecurity. A breach of physical security will cause a mental, emotional, and spiritual insecurity. Now, I see why the devil does not want me to say that. I'm going to even say it again. Any time that we allow ourselves to walk in disobedience, it causes discord, causes disruption. It causes distortion within your communication with God. So understand, God is our source. God is our safety net. But also, God is our roots, our foundation. Our foundation is God. In order for us to stay and remain in that foundation, there has to be obedience. And so understanding, insecure, I found out insecurity breeds, excuse me, excuse me, disobedience breeds insecurity. I'll give you another example. And those that know me, I believe in being transparent. So I'm not telling y'all anything that's new. But what I found out, Don't you know, we call it cation being sex before marriage. Sex before marriage. Anytime you start having sex before marriage, it sets an opportunity for the devil to bring those insecurities. You begin to feel vulnerable. You've, you begin to feel lonely. You have all these mixed emotions because of what? Disobedience. Because of sin. Sin breeds insecurity. But obedience brings security, confidence. It builds your relationship with God, and also it builds your relationship with yourself and yourself. And your purpose. Because God can entrust what he has with you if he can trust you. Why? Because he said that you're obedient. Like I said, obedience brings security. And that's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. But the devil want to rob us from our identity. So, of course, he's going to bring these suggestions. He's going to, you know, bring all these things to distract you, distract us. That's, what he, that's his job. That's his job to distract us. That's his job to derail us. But just because he brings it doesn't mean that we have to accept it. Listen, the devil can only offer. He can't make you do anything. God made you a free moral agent. And so saying that when the devil brings things, hey, you got to nip it in the bud. You don't have to take, you don't have to do the thing. Anytime the devil try to offer you something, understand, he'll never offer you anything that's the equivalent to what God has for you. So why accept it? If we already know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, which means a better quality of life, then why would we accept? A counterfeit or an artificial thing when God has the real thing. Think about think about um, those that grew up back in the day. We used to have cameras. We used to have cameras and these cameras were these Polaroid cameras that once you take a picture, it come out and then you blow on it and then it comes alive. But just in case you have those um those cameras where you have the negative or let's just say a, it's not the original matter of fact I'm gonna say I have give you a better example. There are some paper like you may get an invoice, and back in the day it's a white sheet of paper, but you have to press hard on it, and right underneath it. It has – it's another paper, but it's in between the yellow paper and the white paper. That's like a carbon where once you write hard on it, you can have this sheet that's underneath it. And even though you did not write on that yellow sheet, but because of the white sheet of paper that you had on top, and there's a carbon in between those two, you have a copy, even though it's not the original, but you have a copy of that invoice or a receipt. So that's what the devil, the devil only have a counterfeit. The devil only have a carbon copy, but not an original. What God has for you is original, but the devil always have an imitation. God has things that is in color, very detailed color. While the devil only have black and white. Understand the devil does not have anything original. He doesn't have anything new. Matter of fact, what I found out even pertaining to government, to government, government, what they do, they always tell you they want original copies. They want original copies. They don't want no, they don't want no copy. They want the original the original documents, they want original documents. Why? Because it's authentic. The seal of approval is on the original. And understand, anything that God has for you, is always original. You can go somewhere with it. But what the devil has, it's counterfeit. It's a knockoff version that has no warranty. And it is, it is doomed and may blow up at any time. But God wants us to understand who we are. Like I said, we are valuable. We are loved by him. We are his children. We are made in his image and likeness. Why in the world are we going to be insecure? Understand your talent. In, order, in other words, you have to, I mentioned earlier about fear. Sometimes people fear what they don't know. But sometimes people can be insecure of what they don't know. And that's ourselves. Don't you know when you – if you don't know somebody, you may fear them. But when it pertains to us, when we don't know ourselves, we become insecure. We don't fear ourselves. We're insecure about ourselves. That's something to think about. I never thought about life like that. Never thought about it. When it pertains to other people, we fear them. But when it pertains to ourselves, we insecure about ourselves. So that means we gotta start learning who we are, and embrace who God made you. You know, and I'm speaking for someone. I'm speaking on behalf of those who are insecure. Cause I dealt with that. Those that know me, I dealt with insecurities for years. But while wow, I love who God made, I can I'm able to look in the mirror and appreciate. Who God made How God made me And it's more than just Oh I know I look good No, no, no Because there are many people Who look better than me There are many people who look great But they hate Who they see So it's more than just How they physically look It's how you mentally How you emotionally How you spiritually look Can you look at yourself in the mirror flaws and all and say, Lord, thank you. Be able to be, listen, be able to accept who you are in the eyes of God. You know, matter of fact, understand how valuable we are because get this, there's a scripture and it says it's a, actually, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going go straight through instead of reading this. A, instead of reading this um, towards the end, I'm gonna go ahead and read it now. Jeremiah eleven. Excuse me. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and twelve. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Twelve. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to while you. Hmm. For, and get this, yet while you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. God knows every string of, head, of hair that's on our head. He knows us. Hmm. Something to think about. He knows us. So, for us to be able to understand how valuable we are, we have no reason to hold our head down. Now, I know. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm jump in. This kind of goes into the third one. Why would we allow the Giants To overtake us what can we do to not just face the giants but fight the giants and expect to win well we have to understand there is something else that can hinder us from facing our giants or even fighting our giants our past hurts and our past experiences Just because bad things happened in the past, just because you had a bad experience in a situation, sometimes people think that they're going to have that bad outcome in everything in their life. Sometimes so many people, they feel like, you know what, what's the point? So many people, they're ready to give up. Give up on life, give up on God, give up on their purpose. It's so many graveyards full of not just bodies, but dreams of hopes, purposes, assignments, unfinished assignments. There are many people go to their graves and they take their goals, they take their assignments with them. That is not God's will. God has more. God has more for you than you realize. Okay? God has more for us. We can read the word of God, but it does us no good if we don't apply the word of God. Also, what happened, like I said, our past hurts, our past experiences. Sometimes our pain that we dealt with in our past, it paralyzes us. Get this. It It paralyzes us from us doing or receiving a good thing, receiving the right thing, but we have no problem settling for the wrong thing. There are many people that have gone into relationships and they have been hurt. And you know what, you know I'm I'm gonna tell you this. This is what I'm saying. The devil would throw this upon their mind. Yeah, you were hurt so bad in this. So what's the point of trying to pursue love? What's the point of trying to uh, get a right relationship? And get this. The devil not telling you don't pursue any more relationships. He's telling you stop pursuing a, quote, unquote, potential good relationship. In other words, settle for less. Settle for that bad relationship. Settle for that, well, you know, he said he loved you. That dude said he loved you. Um You know, all he needs is a good woman by his side. You can help him. You can help him. That's the biggest lie ever been told. No woman can make a boy to become a man. None, none. The Bible always told us to be equally yoked. But also, I'm gonna say this, and this kind of, I feel the need to say this. Women is not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility to make that boy man. It ain't your responsibility. You short change yourself. You're supposed to be helping building the relationship, not the individual. In other words, you coming to the table with something, you're not supposed to be supplying the dude for him to be able to bring something to the table or vice versa. Anytime you have to, build or work on that individual, that's not a relationship. That's ministry and you can't mix it two. That's ministry or that's charity and the salvation's job is to provide charity, not yours. So I, I have to say that because I've seen so many young ladies I've seen so many young ladies spend their hard-earned time hard Effort in pursuing someone that God did not authorized them to be with, and if they spend all their time in a relationship trying to build on that person. And God saying, "I'm just waiting on you to trust me. I have your husband right here, but you got to wash your hands from this one in order for me to release this one." Look, God's not through all the confusion. But yet still, you end up in this relationship, but you're wondering why. You know, you may have happy moments, and then all of a sudden things just go crash, and he beating on you, and then all of a sudden, well, you know, we all have our ups and downs. No, we don't. No, no, no. Because God already told us. He did not, look, God ain't off the confusion. God don't deal with no drama. They ain't, look, they don't have anything to do with God. Just point blank. So I have to I have to say that. But these past hurts, these past experiences that we dealt with, God want to help us to be able to you know get get rid of that hurt. God want us to deal with the hurt. God want us to look be healed from the hurt and the bad memories of the of bad experiences. God wanted to help us with that so we can be able to look. Leave the residue of the past in the past. In other words, you think about this. You think about the Babel Hill Billies. That TV show, it's, it resonated so deep because they were out there in the field. They struck gold. And now they become multimillionaires. They can leave everything that they, that they had in that old rugged place, the old rugged house. And they can start off fresh and new in in Beverly Hills. But they have to make sure to get rid of everything that's attached to the thing to the past. You know? Think about it. Think about it. God wanna heal you from that hurt. Because what happened hurt unaddressed props up later in life, what happened, things that were not addressed. Matter of fact, I found this out. I found out um I was headed to the uh 12th grade. This happened to me when I was in high school. I was headed to the 12th grade, and my counselor called me into one of the offices and told me that I have to take an extra class because When I got into high school, they didn't give me this particular class. And so when they were checking my credentials to make sure that I was on track to graduate, they found out that I was missing some credits for this particular class. So since they didn't give it to me in my freshman, sophomore, or junior year, I'm going to have to take it in my senior year if I want to graduate. So, in other words, I said this. I found out that I, based upon them taking inventory of my credits and inventory of my classes to make sure that I was on track to graduate, they found out that, look, they discovered that I did not take this particular class when I needed to. It was part of my requirements. And so what happened When they revisited and they looked, they made me take it in my 12th grade year, even though I didn't take it in my freshman, sophomore, or junior year. So, in other words, what I didn't deal with then, I had to deal with it right here. Same thing pertaining to whatever you may be hurt from. You can't mask it. You can't overlook it. You can't deny it. You have to face it head on. If you want to receive what God has for you, look, you shouldn't bring any residue of anything in the past for what God has for you. Look here. Do you think that, let's just say, I marry a young lady who loves me, who respects me, who respects me and my son, you know, would allow me. To cater to her, take care of her, and all that stuff, do you think as sweet of a young lady as she is, do you think she wanna hear me always talking about the girls who broke my heart, the girls who cheated on me, the girls who lied on me, the girls who used me, the girls who were uh, in all this stuff when she not exhibiting anything pertaining to the past? Think about it. Sometimes sometimes we just need to have that conversation with our own self. Sometimes we miss our own blessings. But it's nothing wrong with you dealing with those things that might have been hurtful. Think about it. Don't you know the things that we deal with in life, God can use that as a ministry to help other people? But also what I found out And not only in helping someone else who's going through that same situation, but what I found out, even when you help someone on what you dealt with and you're ministering or you're helping someone who's dealing with that problem, it also brings extra life and it actually is therapeutic for you, not just from your past hurt, but also your, your present help right now, it gives you the assurance, it gives you the confidence, but also when you talk to somebody that's dealing with what you dealt with, you're more relatable to them. They can feel your honesty, but also when a person talk about what they dealt with, it's like an extra anointing that comes. So I'm telling you, Whatever you face, whatever hurt, whatever expect, deal with it. You have to deal with it. But understand you're not dealing with it alone. And, and I feel the need to say this. Don't ever feel like what you dealt with, you're the only one that dealt with in, in this world. Of course, we may have had a variety of situations to occur. But you know what? We've all dealt with something. So don't ever feel bad or embarrassed or anything like that. So what? So what? So with that past hurt or uh, experience, sometimes, sometimes it will make us not want to go forward. Sometimes it will make us look, be like a turtle and go back into that shell to never experience any type of hurt like that again. Because there are some there are some things that you deal with. It's so hurt. Look here. Most most of the time, when I listen to a lot of people. Most of their hurtful experiences come from a failed relationship, and they trusted the wrong one. They put their whole heart into the wrong one they put every they put everything they put so much stock and kind of find out it was a bad investment okay, My question is you going to let that knucklehead prevent you from being with the husband that God has for you? Or, dudes, you going to let that female who meant you no good anyway to prevent you from being with a lady instead of dinner with a woman? Something to think about. Something to think about. Uh, this is me being transparent. I'm going to tell y'all, I'm always being transparent. <laughs> but you know what? I said this I said this and y'all can look here, y'all can use the same principle too matter of fact I was talking to my um, my training officer, got a chance to run a tour, I was talking to my training officer and um, she had asked me, will I ever get married again, I said yes indeed yeah wasn't being funny, but I was serious, allow any bad experience to prevent me from being with a lady that's gonna be my wife. You should think the same way too. Okay. So what you're gonna learn from that experience, make wise choices. Pray and listen to God. Do your homework on people. Don't forget this blind faith. The devil is a lie. Faith ain't never blind. Faith ain't blind. You know what you know what's blind? Ignorance. Ignorance meaning not knowing. Faith ain't blind. Faith can see. Faith is seen, the Bible tell us. It comes from Hebrews, you know. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, you should see the evidence. In my posture, in my conversation, you should see the evidence of what you don't see yet. In other words, I'm exhibiting. I'm. I'm. I'm that word is exhibiting. I'm exhibiting something that's not seen to the senses. In other words, the only thing that the only thing that can be seen is my response from what is not seen something to think about. So, quit this ideology thinking, well, I'm just going to trust God and then you do something that's very, very, very um, wrong. I'm going to say stupid, but wrong. You have to take the cost. Count up the cost. Make a wise choice. Uh, uh, The the scientific term is a hypothesis, an educated guess. In other words, it's a calculated – the answers may not be right here, but based upon the facts, this is the assumption that you can say. It's an educated – it's a well-thought, it's a real research, well research, educated guess. And so with the past experiences, you cannot allow your past to define your future decisions. Okay, you made some bad choices. You made some bad decisions. What has changed? What has changed from then for you to be able to make wise decisions now? Something to think about. Now, I mentioned fear, insecurities past hurt or experiences the other thing the other thing that can hinders us our bad company or our bad association that can hinder us and prevent us from facing our giants and becoming victorious in dealing with our giants now what i found out that matter of fact there's an old saying that says Bad company corrupts good people, good intentions, and good results. Now, there are some people that were not designed purpose and plan God has for us. There are people that, look, that we just picked up on because we have good intentions. We want to be helpful to everybody. And... (laughs) You carrying all these people, and they're not contributing in anything. There are some people that you may have dead weight. There are people that may be dead weight to the purpose and plan God has for you. Sometimes it may be that when you're waiting on, God, where am I blessing? God, when am I going to be blessed? And God is waiting on you to get rid of the people that are your dead weight. Because what happens, because the, sometimes the people that we... Keep in our circle, sometimes those people, they're a spiritual or emotional uh, uh, crumb snatchers. They'll latch on to what God gives you and take what God gives you. Sometimes your blessings are withheld, not, not so much because of what you're doing, but it's who you chose who you chose in your camp to become in your camp, the people that you're choosing. You know, you got to think about the people that you may have in your circle. Are they like-minded? Or are you just having them with you so you can try to bail them out of something? Hmm. I mean, I really want us to think about it. Are the people that you have in your circle, are they contributing to you? Are they contributing? And I don't mean just contributing as, far as just giving something, because what they may be giving you may not be enough. Are they giving you the amount that is required for you to at least function? See, there has to be a standard. There has to be of boundaries in place to keep people that is not assigned to you. Now, I'm not saying for them to get out your life, but what I'm saying is you can't allow them to be within your circle. There are some people you have to love them from a distance or spoon feed them at a distance. While there are others, they are qualified to come into that inner circle. Why? Because there can be an exchange. There can be wisdom. There can be counsel, godly counsel. But also, they're not going to be trying to take from you. They're going to be trying to add to you or protect what God is giving you. In other words, the other thing is, can they recognize God's deposit? Or are they only concerned about withdrawing from you? Something to think about. So this is why it's so important for us to really just examine. Look, look at the people that we associate with. Look at the people that we say that, oh, that's my friend. What I found out, we call so many people friends, but come to find out, their attributes are not friendly. The reason why we call them friends is because they trust us, and they call us their friends. And sometimes subconsciously we feel like because they call us friend, we can call them friend. And because we're good for them and good to them, look, they ain't even contribute anything good to us. Hmm. Think about it. This is something for us to think about. You need to take personal inventory of each person that's in your circle. Take inventory of them. Ask yourself. What are they contributing? Think about it. There are some people, you know, there are some people, all they are just there for the ride. You know, there's an old saying that says, if you're the smartest one in your circle, then you're in the wrong circle. If you're the biggest one in your circle, you're in the wrong one. You know, Stars, superstars, sometimes they associate with other superstars because they have the same mindset, same like-mindedness. Multimillionaires, sometimes hang with multimillionaires. But also what happens is sometimes they may mentor or try to advise those they may not have the same as them. But the key thing is when they want to just relax and be themselves, they be around like-minded people. But you can't relax with people that is not on the same level as you. Think about it. So stop allowing yourself to be a charity case. Stop allowing yourself to be used by folks. Stop allowing yourself because, like I said, sometimes the company that you keep may be preventing you from overcoming that giant, you know you know um it's like it's like getting ready to face Goliath and your circle of friends instead of adding stones and you know trying to get a trying to get a rope, try to lasso Goliath to help you fight Goliath. You know what they're doing? Some of them, they're taking your stones. They had your stones. Well, I don't want you to fight because it'll kill you. I don't want you to fight. Get this—they might be also jealous. You know, you know, <laughs> you being, you being David to Jonathan, but you choosing Sauls in your life. Wow. Instead of you, instead of you, instead of you. Um, uh, selecting a uh, Jonathan you're selecting a Saul Saul was jealous of uh, excuse me Saul was jealous of David Saul was jealous of David and get this Jonathan was Saul's son but the beautiful thing about it Saul excuse me David recognized how Saul was David recognized that Saul was jealous. Even though David, excuse me, even though Saul and Jonathan had the same DNA. But David was wise enough to recognize who he should accept as a friend and who he should accept as a foe. He has to admit, he has to acknowledge, he has to understand who he was dealing with. But so many people do the opposite. They'll they'll use someone that means them good as an enemy, but they'll keep an enemy close to try to change or convert them. Do you think David do you think David trying to butter up to Saul? Do you do you think that would have been profitable? No. Because what happened? That was a spirit thing. You know, so we have to understand who we deal dealing with. We have to understand these things to help us. You know, this is something that we really, really, really need to just hold on to because God want to have. God has so much for us, but we have to recognize that, hmm, in order for us to overcome these obstacles, we got to recognize what we're dealing with. So understand The company that we keep plays a huge part if we're going to overcome these obstacles. You want somebody that's going to encourage you, not somebody that's going to discourage you. Somebody always talking negative, hey, 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 why? Why are you choosing to keep them in your circle? It's better to have nobody in your circle. I'm going to say it like this. It's best to have a circle that's empty. But you encouraging yourself versus a circle that's full of negative people. Hmm. You are fighting the biggest fight in your life and you have the critics and naysayers talking negative and it's the people that you have in your circle. Sometimes we choose people for our own demise. Sometimes we choose people who mean us no good. Sometimes we choose people That, look, all they want to see is to see if you're really going to do it. In other words, sometimes we choose our own spectators. Sometimes we choose people who don't even believe in us or the God in us. It's okay. It's okay when you have to eliminate some people from your circle. It's okay. You have the right hand to fellowship you, too. Look, you are responsible for the people that's in your circle. You are. And you have to acknowledge there may be some people that may be, quote, unquote, spiritual trespassers. Hey, get them out of the way. Sometimes it's safe for you to just move on. But you have to be mature enough to recognize that these are people that, hey, mean you no good. There are some people that may not be profitable for you. So what you going to do about it? Are you willing to accept there are some people that are just not healthy for you? Think about it. So with that being said, hopefully that there's something that's going to help us to be able to just overcome whatever the devil tries to throw at us. But understand, God has these giants. Look, not for our defeat, but for our victory. God want to give us the strength to overcome, to take out, to go through whatever the devil try to throw at us. The Bible tells us, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Now, understand, that doesn't mean that it will not be made, but what it means is it will not make its intended target to take us out. So that's something you have to recognize. God has so much for us, but why are we gonna sell it for less? God want us to God want us to be ready to take the devil out. Take look, take these giants, put them under our feet. For us to be able to give God the glory and the honor and to let people know the what He can do through us. And the same God they could do it for us, He could do it for them. God showed no respect to person, but how bad do you want it? Do you believe it? will you believe everything that God said? I found that you have to really, really, really trust what God said. Watch out it. You know I found out I made some mistakes in life. I don't know everything, but all I need to do is consult god God, look. God knows the ending from the beginning. So why don't I just go to him? Look, that's the old saying, that old song, all the needed pains we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Why don't we just talk to God about it and do exactly what he said and quit trying to manipulate what God told us. Just do it. It's nothing wrong with us obeying God. And most importantly consulting God and do it exactly how He said it. So when you do it exactly how God said it, then it's not our responsibility, it's His responsibility to make sure that it goes through. You know, when you have something when you have something um of value, there comes a warranty with it. And, and in order for us to honor that warranty we have to take it to the dealer, someone that's qualified, someone that's qualified as a mechanic, somebody that's certified, somebody that's licensed, because what happens when you give it to someone that's unlicensed, it voids the warranty. So how about we deal with only the one that's licensed to carry and handle it, whatever situation that we're facing? Just do it. It's point blank. Quit being, look, look here. Quit being hard-headed. This is what God told you. So that way we can be able to have victory, have the victory, and no longer having to deal with the giants when we can put the giants on our feet. This would help us not just to face the giant, but to fight the giant and be victorious. And also, With that giant, once the giant is moved out the way, then we'll walk right into that purpose plan God has for us. You look at, I mentioned David. I've been talking about David all day. But David had to fight Goliath. And once he defeated the Goliath, it helped him to get into the palace. It helped him to get into royalty. And it became one of his, look, it not only prepared him for future fights, the thing is, Sometimes that giant, that giant is right there blocking you from your purpose. That's where you need to be at. You can't go around it. You got to go through it right there. So are you ready? Are you ready to receive the purpose plan God has for you? Are you ready to walk into your purpose? Well, in order for you to walk into your purpose, you got to walk over your giants. You have to. You can. God has given us what? God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. But also, there's a scripture that says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or who gives me the ability, who gives me the resources to fight my giants. And so with that being said, just in case someone who may be watching or listening, if you don't know what you're going to do, I would suggest to you to talk to God and give everything to him. And just in case you're not saved, just in case you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I would urge you, please do so. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto Righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How about you start saying what God said instead of talk about the problem? Let's talk about the solution. You know, and and this this is me. This is me. What I found that it really helped me. Whenever there's a problem, I don't really talk about it to a lot of people. I like to go to the source. I found that when you start going to the source, you get stuff done. Start going to the source. You know, why everybody's sitting around and complaining and all that stuff, I don't do all that junk. Forget that. I know who to talk to. I'm going to that person right there. I'm going to talk to them. Encourage you. Accept these kinds of your personal same. you. God loves you, and he wants you to come to him. Be Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, and we thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God, being a God of first, second, third, or many chances. We come to you right now, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us, God. There's anything that's in us that's unlike you, God. We ask you, God, for your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God, I ask you, God, to help us right now, God. There are giants that may be on our path right now, God. So, God, we ask you, us for the strength, for the courage, God, to look at the giants and take them out not just to fight the giant but god we already speak victory right now god god we accept the victory god that you have given us so god we speaking god that we come into your throne right now, God, with confidence, God, knowing, God, that you're going to help us in every situation of our lives, God. We surrender our wills and our ways to you right now, in the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for working everything out, God. We thank you, Lord, for healing confused minds. We thank you, Lord, for fixing broken hearts right now, in the name of Jesus, God, there's someone right now, God, that's watching, God. They've been dealing with anger issues, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them right now, God. Release every care, God. Even the hidden thing, God, like the uh, uh, rejection or abandonment, God, that they have dealt with, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you heal them right now, God, of any and everything that may have tried to take them out right now. In the name of Jesus. God we speaking right now, God, that you help them right now, God. Help all of us right now, God, to surrender our wills and our ways to you right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you do a spiritual detoxing, God, of any pollutants, God, that may try to contaminate our spirit being, God, our soul, our mind, God, our bodies, God, our mental, our physical, our emotional, financial, spiritual. Aspects of our lives right now, God. God, we speaking. God, that you bring healing, the wholeness in every area of our lives right now, God. God, we looking for a word. We need a word from you, God. Help us, God, to rely upon your word, God, and put into actions right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we ask you, God, to comfort those who are grieving right now, God. Comfort be with them right now, God. God, you said that you will never leave, nor forsake, nor abandon us, God. So, God, we speaking God, that you be the mother to the motherless, the father to the fatherless, the friend to the friendless, the brother to the brotherless, the daughter to the daughterless, even those that have dealt with uh, uh, the absence or the void of their child right now, God. God, we speaking God, that you heal their heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. There is someone, God, that has a loved one incarcerated, God. We're lifting them up before you right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God. Did you bring protection right now, God. Even while they incarcerated, God, minister to them right now, God, and help them to accept you as Lord and Savior in their lives right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it right now, God. We thank you all for the testimony coming from this right now, God. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one of y'all. Uh, if y'all want to get in contact with me, I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R Prater. Piers and Paul, R-A. Peter and Tom, E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. Uh, you see my daily devotions and also my videos. Also, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Brotherprater.com. You can go and see my daily devotions, my videos, as well as my personal appearances. Also uh you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men their the needs and their responsibilities towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, this book right here, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. Um, this is a story pertaining to the relationship between myself and my sister Sheila Prater. Uh, unfortunately, she's no longer with us. Um, She was um, killed by domestic violence. And so that's that's one of the things that uh, I'm very passionate about, and that's doing the work for the Lord, and also bringing awareness to so many things, because there's so many people there, you know, too many people dying, use senseless, senseless killings and murders. And a lot of it is pertaining to matters of the heart, choosing the wrong one to love, you know, and so... You know, that's that's something. I can't change the past. One of the things I can do is bring awareness to the present so that way you can have a different future. So with that being said, I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reclaim My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night.